0: From the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio, you're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast Practitioner Brief. I hope y'all had a kick-ass Monday. Um, and joining us here live on LinkedIn, YouTube, and uh, Twitter, will be airing the rerun at 9 30 on also our linkedin uh cyber hub page twitch and facebook thanks y'all for tuning in this morning we've got a packed show today but i'd be remiss if i didn't mention that in two short hours just two short hours we'll be premiering the brand new season of Cisco talk with my very very good friend patrick benoit the uh, podcast will be live on your favorite podcast listening platform just go look the CISO talk podcast you can find it there as well um and so a lot a lot going on uh today with the new uh uh, episode of CISO talk and a lot of news here in the world of cybersecurity. we're going to get into those here in just a moment so good morning to everyone tuning in before we get started though um if you haven't subscribed, please make sure to do so. Go check out CISO Talk. Again, um, episode premieres at 11 a.m. this morning, Eastern Time. So um, I'm going to grab my double espresso so we can start this morning's practitioner brief. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. I'm really excited about this new season of CISO Talk, by the way. Just letting y'all know, I think it's, it's, I've think i been kind of working on these episodes, and, and, and they're just trove, trove of, of just great information. We'll kick off with QNAP fixing a critical bug that's letting attackers inject malicious code. QNAP is warning customers to install the QTS and QUTS firmware updates that fix critical security vulnerabilities allowing remote attackers to inject malicious code on the QNAP NOS devices. The vulnerability tracked as cve 2022 six, rated with a CVSS score of 9.8 impacting QTS 5.0.1 and QTS Hero H5 versions of the os the vulnerability has been reported to affect qnap devices running these versions If exploited this vulnerability allows remote attackers to inject malicious code the vendor hasn't disclosed many details about the vulnerability or its exploitation potential but the nist portal describes it as a sql injection flaw furthermore qnap released a json file describing the severity of the vulnerability which indicates it is exploitable in low complexity attacks by remote attackers without requiring user interaction or privileges on the targeted device. The new versions of the QTS and QUTS hero is 5.0.1.2234 build uh, 2022.1201 and later. And QUTS hero H5.0.1.2248 build 2022.1215 and later. So you wanna get those updated. We've talked about the commute error leak of the no-fly list. TSA has now issued a security directive to all U.S. airports and air carriers warning them about the need for more stringent cybersecurity protections following the revelation of the federal no-fly list uh, that's been leaked and is now on sale on hacker forums everywhere. Outrage has grown since the uh, published blog post earlier this month explaining how the no-fly list was left on an unsecured server. Uh, from commute airline original airline under the united airline umbrella a tsa spokesperson said that the agency is still investigating the incident but has reached out to all domestic airlines to warn them about the prospect of further breaches the security directive issued on friday by tsa reinforces existing requirements and handling sensitive security information and personally identifiable information the agency ordered the carriers to review their systems and take immediate action to ensure files were protected Why CISA isn't involved in securing our airports is beyond me. We have an agency that's literally their It's their name, cybersecurity, infrastructure, security, agency. That's literally our administration in their name. It's in their name. Why is TSA on this? Just because they check your bag before you get on an airplane doesn't mean they're capable or have the expertise or the knowledge to secure airplanes and airports which is part of critical infrastructure, uh, mind-boggling the fact of how inept uh, federal government can be in terms of uh, giving the uh, right agencies the right responsibilities. Um, there, there's no need for this. If, if CISA had this, I'm not saying this would have been prevented, but there, there's definitely more in the CISA uh, toolbox chest than there is in TSAs. Our next story is GitHub is revoking the code signing certificate that's stolen in a repo hack. GitHub said unknown attackers have stolen encrypted code signing certificates for its desktop and Atom applications after getting access to some of its development and release planning repositories. So far, so far GitHub has found no evidence that the password protected certificates, one Apple Developer ID certificate, and two DigiCert code signing certificates used for Windows apps were used for any malicious purposes. On December 6th, repositories from our Atom desktop and other depreciated uh, GitHub-owned organizations were cloned by a compromised uh, personal access token associated with a machine account. Once detected on December 7th, our team immediately revoked the compromised credentials and began investigating potential impact to customers and internal systems. None of the affected repositories contained customer data, according to the company. The company added that there's no risk to GitHub.com services due to the security breach and that no authorized changes were made. To the affected um, certificate, uh, to the affected projects. However, the compromised certificates will be revoked and validate the GitHub Desktop for Mac and Atom versions signed uh, using them. GitHub said the three certificates would be revoked on February second um, and replaced. So, something to keep in mind for your DevOps team here as we move into February uh, at the end of this, uh, literally tomorrow. So, a Facebook bug is allowing. Two FA bypass through Instagram. The new vulnerability, which a bug bounty hunter found an issue in the meta Instagram API endpoint that could allow a threat actor to launch brute force attacks and bypass MFA on Facebook. The searcher get them news first discovered a user could link their Instagram and Facebook accounts by adding in an already confirmed mobile number associated with the Facebook account. Once the mobile number is entered, Facebook generates a one-time code to verify the user identity but the rate-limiting issue on Instagram's endpoint could allow a threat actor to drive unlimited bot traffic to launch a brute-force attack and confirm a one-time Facebook pin to link the accounts, effectively bypassing the MFA. If the phone number was fully confirmed and 2FA-enabled in Facebook, then 2FA will be turned off or disabled from the victim's accounts, and if the phone number was partially confirmed, it will revoke the 2FA and also phone number will be removed from the victim's accounts. Meta has since fixed the issue and awarded Manu's $27,000 for to find through its bug bounty programs, users should update to the latest app to avoid being vulnerable to that. So you want to make sure internally your marketing teams um, and employees know to update to the latest version of Facebook. The Russian cyber gang Killnet brought down 14 top hospital websites and universities, including Stanford and Duke in a Dinos attack yesterday. The news coming out of Killnet. Uh, a pro Russia group known for DDoS attacks over the past year says it took down the websites of 14 US hospitals, including Stanford Healthcare, Duke University Hospital, and Cedars Sinai in Los Angeles. The Daily Mail found seven hospitals' websites were back up and running by 12 p.m. Eastern yesterday. It's unclear why these specific websites were targeted, but the hacking group is known for attacks in nations like the US that have opposed Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Previous Killnet targets included airports, banks, and defense contractors in the U.S. The Daily Mail loves to put big pictures everywhere. The University of Michigan said that no patient information was impacted by the attack for them, and hospitals in the Netherlands were also reportedly impacted by a DDoS attack from Russian hacking groups this morning as well. These attacks worked by attempting to overwhelm the website. So Killnet has been on the move here um, and have targeted JPMorgan Chase in October. Um, and, and other organizations as well the russians continue to kind of drive uh, the convenient attacks so the websites that they say they went after was stanford duke university in north Car- in, in north carolina cedars-sinai in la uh, university of pittsburgh medical center jefferson health in philadelphia uh, abruzzo health in phoenix and atlanticare uh, in new jersey um so um, all of those there, as well as the Mod Children's Hospital in Huntsville, Alabama, Anaheim Regional Medical Center in California, Hollywood Presbyterian Medical Center, Buena Vista Regional Medical Center in Iowa, and the heart of the Rockies Regional Medical Center in Salina, Colorado. All of those were part of the DDoS attack there. Um, other entities in previous attacks, obviously, uh, here locally in Atlanta, Hartfield Jackson and Lockheed Martin and other websites in Japan and Hungary. Russians continue to kind of look at disruptive accounts, more of a statement account rather than anything else. Um, that, that appears to be the motive, although uh, nothing is far-fetched with Russia. We know that Russia and China do work in tandem on some of these attacks. And so uh, we could be seeing a DDoS from one end and the Chinese operating with something on the other end. Wouldn't be surprising. We'll take you back to SolarWinds for further proof of their cooperation. And finally, Russia continues With Sandworm APT launching swarm of wiper attacks in the Ukraine in the latest cyber warfare between the two countries, Sandworm, an advanced APT group linked to Russia's FSB, well, GRU, has deployed a medley of five different wipers on systems belonging to Ukraine's national news agency, Ukraine Forum. The attack was one of the two recent wiper offensives from sandworm in the country. The efforts are the latest indications that the use of destructive wiper malware is on the rise as a popular weapon among Russian cyber threat actors. The goal is to cause irrevocable damage to the operations of targeted organizations within the Ukraine as part of Russia's broader military objective in the country. According to Ukraine's computer uh, emergency response system, the Ukraine, the Ukraine form Attack was only partially successful. Ended up not impacting operations at the news agency, but had the wipers worked as intended, they would have erased and overwritten data on all the infected systems and essentially rendered them useless. Russia has been using these wiper attacks in the Ukraine for the last year. By the way, um, no surprise there. This is going to end up coming to the to the, to the uh, commercial sector, and 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 it's really a matter of days or months or weeks before we start to see these be the new kind of threat of ransomware. So with ransomware uh, payments being down, with haze being taken offline, ransomware operators are gonna evolve and they're gonna evolve to wiper malware. They're gonna go to an organization, say, we've got our wipers in, they're stuck in the ground, they're ready to go, we'll wipe all of your data, we'll wipe all of your systems, we'll cause irrevocable damage if you don't pay us money. And if you're not preparing for that, if that's not part of your contingency, be warned now. Having cold storage offline critical. Um, doing that once a week, once every two weeks. Understanding the risk to your organization. Understanding how data operates within your org. Understanding that you're, you know, you've got to rely on 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 off-site cold storage in a lot of these cases because when wiper malware comes through, if you're not gonna want, if you don't want to pay it, you're gonna need to have a way to one, just shut everything down put everything back up and restore whatever data you've got. And you don't want that data to be a year old. You don't want that data to be months old. You want that data to be weeks or days old if you can. And so mind you, these threat actors, once they're in your your environment, they're monitoring your your kind of rotation of of cold backups. So once they see that, they're going to know, all right, now they've backed up. We'll wait two weeks, launch it a day before. So you want to make your schedule almost as unpredictable as you possibly can in order to really not give them any sort of routine routine is the number one uh uh, benefit to attackers and it's the number one detractor to defenders so just keep that in mind there um so um there's there's that so that that's it for our show by the way today russia is 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 definitely on the move here and on the prowl and and y'all want to be very very mindful of that um we've always seen cyber warfare tools like these wipers um and 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 take stocknet as a prime example right Stocksnet ended up becoming wannacry ended up becoming um not patya uh, it was from that family from that root from that foundation these wiper attacks will become available on the dark web they'll start to be used against organizations and these are the kinds of attacks that could cause significant harm to an organization. All it takes is one of these to be successful to take a company under. Because once you wipe everything away, if you don't have good backups, if you can't get online, if you don't have that resiliency, you're going to be a victim. Um, So uh, please plan, update your business continuity plans, talk to your IT partners, talk to your business continuity partners, and make sure you get buy-in to defend from these types of events. That's it for our show today. We'll be back with a whole lot more tomorrow. Thanks y'all for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. New season of CISO Talk. Patrick Benoit, the global CISO over at uh, Brinks, uh, joined me uh, a few months ago to record this first episode. Um, And it was a great conversation. We talked about Joe Sullivan and how the Uber Breach really changed everything around. And Patrick has some really interesting takes on that, among uh, many other things uh, that he shared during that episode. So go tune in to that today, 11 a.m. Eastern is the premiere and then you can catch it on your favorite podcast listening platform by going to check out Cisco talk have a great rest of your day and most importantly uh, security gang stay cyber safe we love feedback so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform